everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. <laughs> Welcome to Moms <laughs> Unpacking Autism. I'm Anne and I'm here with my host, Stacy. And Stacy, today we're kind of talking about a difficult topic, aren't we? We are. It's um we've had some discussions about violence against uh, people on the spectrum in the past. And, and I think we've both been witness personally uh, to physical, shall we say threats, microaggressions, mm -hmm. uh, microaggressions that go towards real aggression uh, in our experiences as, as moms with kids on, on the spectrum. I was, I was thinking of one particular incident that I don't know if you remember. We have a we have a mutual friend yeah. whose uh, kid went to the same elementary school as as us. Yes. Do you remember the police being called? Uh, oh, I didn't remember the police being called, but I well, yes, actually, now I do. Now that you mention it. Mm -hmm. So, so my memory of this, and you know, I'm old. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but my memory of this is they they couldn't control her so it was a young a young girl and she was hiding behind a potted plant sort of in the front entry hmm. and I know I witnessed that much mm -hmm. because I I definitely remember thinking I needed to intervene or was I going to be helpful um and I was like uh, what's going on? I don't know if I was substitute teaching at the time or, you know, that uh, they were a lot more lax about parents being inside schools then too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm not sure, but again, my memory is then they called the local police officer because they couldn't um, deescalate the situation. Mm -hmm. And, and then she was uh, removed by law enforcement. Is that your memory? Well, my memory is something about her being slammed to the floor and held to the floor and contained down there. I remember that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it is just totally inappropriate, an inappropriate way to deal with a child who was having a meltdown, who was mm -hmm. afraid, who, you know, and, um, and I do remember at that point that school didn't even, well, no one did really, but they hardly recognized autism either, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so uh, they were in over their heads and they handled it extremely inappropriately. So, so what I see that is, is kind of an, an escalation that comes out of fear. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to handle this, right. you know, God forbid a child should run up and down a hall for five minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, well, then that, that's, that'll be like letting out the zoo and then all children will do that. <laughs> right. They so, find out they can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so what, what is it about control that seems so important um, to people in, in terms of managing autism? That is a very interesting question because I think that that as a parent, that's where I've gotten the most comments and raised eyes is why can't you control your child? Why can't you control your child? And that is exactly, that is, that is totally the verb we use, isn't it? Yes. Control. Yeah. And, um, I, I love that as a verb that just tells us so much. Um, 
we okay so we had the similar situation this um well it was actually the last day of march in mm -hmm. los angeles uh, uh a young man 25 um uh isaiah's I'm not exactly sure if he says Isaiah or Isaiah mm -hmm. uh, Cervantes. Um, he's a 25 year old mm -hmm. and um, he's autistic and deaf. Oh, wow. And uh, the police uh, were called in. Apparently, there was some sort of a little bit of meltdown. Things were a little out of control. But by the time the officers arrived, uh, he was, you know, together and, and reasonably fine. Uh, what happened was he was in his home, he was unarmed, and uh, was like we're talking about this young girl that we knew, forced to the floor, um, uh, handcuffed, and uh, laying, lying, laying, lying, face down. Okay. And then, for whatever reason, was shot. Oh. Um, as of April 5th, anyway, he was in the ICU. Um, and, um, and this is brought about at least in the disability, I'm going to go ahead and call it the disability, mm -hmm. uh, community here, a lot of calls to action and, um, and protests. Okay. Specifically geared towards the idea that, that this, that this young man was disabled. And so he was, he was treated differently, uh, poorly, horribly, mm -hmm whatever yeah. word you want to use. But right. again, the essence of that is control. Yeah, yeah. Right, and how, how are we going to have um, some feeling of safety too um, yeah. as parents? Yeah. What point do you have to be at as a parent, just for example, to call uh, the police? Right, that's very true. <sighs> You obviously, oh man, what a, what a sticky situation to be in, you know? Right, so it's abhorrent, I believe, that yeah. he's shot. I can see no reason for, for that whatsoever. Right, uh, I right. cannot see fear for your life. I cannot, he's yeah. in his home. Um, you've, you've been called to a situation where um, there's a mental health thing. It's definitely calmed down. Right. Um, and then his twin brother is was in the next room. His twin brother has cerebral palsy, oh. so so you know we now you've traumatized uh, that individual, and um, he was his mom was there, uh, his sister was there, uh, and a, a behavioral specialist was there, and uh, and I guess like a family friend. Okay. When what I think people really don't understand about being a parent in this situation is how we are terrified always. Yeah, yeah. There, I, I feel like a great amount of kinship with, um, with people of color in the sense that um, my kid can't take off his disability to suit law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Right, so, so if he's out of control and, and he's a mess, there's no way for him to kind of gather himself and be like, hey, right, <laughs> you know, right. this is autism and being compliant isn't gonna save him. Right. And, and, um, and whatever that business is of like, uh, just do what the officer tells you, mm -hmm. um, it, it is, is, it's not going to work. 
Right. Um, and so I, so I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of genuine physical threat from possibilities from authority. Okay. Yeah. And, and I was wondering if that's like my own stuff I'm bringing into this, or do you, do you think other parents feel that way? Um, you know, okay. So I haven't thought about it, but I have a girl uh -huh. and she is more apt to be able to comply when an authority figure steps in outside because she would just be afraid and shut down um, that. So I wouldn't worry about that, but I can absolutely see your point as having a young man um, that this would be a really scary thing. And I, I think you wouldn't be alone. The problem is where did it escalate for the family to have to call the police in the first place? Or even, I, I don't even know if the family did call or if a neighbor did, or, oh, you know, I don't, you know, did. like, yeah. I don't know all the specifics about right. it. Right, okay. Um, but, but, um, but even and, so. No, even so, absolutely even so. I, I'm, I'm just putting myself in the, in the shoes of the mother who, let's pretend she called because she mm -hmm. felt like she couldn't, you know, she didn't have that brute strength to- Maybe there was real danger. Yeah, maybe there was real danger, but now she's living with this. Well, that went way overboard. There was no reason for that. I mean, we've seen this over and over again and this year. You know, we're, we're mm -hmm. looking at the child right now where, you know, it's, it's about using going way beyond anything necessary, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and also that reflexive defensiveness um, that I can already hear coming into my story, like uh, maybe she was, maybe there was fear, maybe somebody, you know, like trying to justify a little bit or, or be defensive um, rather than beginning with the premise that this person was not, not, what should, what, what do I want to say? I, I, I feel like even guilty people don't deserve to be shocked. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we're I not agree. in a police state and, yeah. and, and I, I recognize that we need to be grateful, understanding, um, and, and, uh, you know, try to see that that law enforcement is an extremely difficult job. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I see that. Um, what I, what I wonder is how much more difficult and stressful the job is made by the fact that shooting someone is always on the table. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't it be so nice if they were trained in, you know, dealing with children on the spectrum and other disabilities and other issues? Right. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so, the, you know, that, um, so what's been interesting to me also is, so uh, there's all these different groups that are like coming together that are disability um, advocacy groups right. in California to call attention to this. Yeah. And, um, and so we have a lot of disability groups that are like um, self-advocacy, uh -huh. you know, kind of stay out of our way if you don't have the diagnosis, because this is about us and empowerment and um, our voices being heard, not filtered through 
mom, not filtered through <laughs> behaviorist, you know, whatever, that sort, that sort of thing. Um, and then we have um, a lot of, uh, I want to say super uber active parent types who like mm-hmm so-and-so founded this such-and-such foundation. <laughs> I'm like, and Stacy went grocery shopping. <laughs> so, yay, she remembered milk. <laughs> so, so we have, we have those kind of foundations that are, that are, they're, they're usually really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. They do amazing things. Uh, we, we have uh, um, uh, also, a lot of forums and, and platforms for discussion in California because we just got millions of people. Mm-hmm. So, so you name it, there's, there's a group that, that can pull together. And, and so I was reminded once again about how mad everybody is at Autism Speaks um, and, and other uh, representations of autism mm-hmm. uh, in, in the media. And, and uh, in particular, say about, do you ever listen to um, Radio Lab? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's on NPR. Love it. Uh, it's uh, in-depth NPR um, kind of um, sciency, mm-hmm. uh, but also personal touch stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they did a um, really interesting story about this one family and, and autism. And and I'm trying to think about that episode was called i'll have to look it's like juice world juice works or something like that in any case it was one family and they got so much feedback from people that were furious that this family was sad Uh that that they put in um that they put in the idea that there was a pathology or that there's an illness or something wrong with being autistic and that we we need to quit you know, I think the general feeling in that that camp is that we need to, at all costs, see this as neurodiverse and and not not a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, when when I was thinking about talking to you today, is is I'm so much more like legitimately like I don't I, I want my kid to be on the bus and be safe. Mm-hmm. I want him to be able to go to college class and be happy and safe. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that means in terms of how I should classify his disability in my thinking. Yeah, I, it also comes out in things like when uh, your child is working in a job and they're not processing fast enough or they're not uh, for the for the employers. And um, I, I know we have this struggle with, oh, do you let them know there's something going on or don't you let them know there's something going on? Or uh, my daughter has the same in school. Well, I can't function this way. Well, then take your modifications. No, they don't want to give us our modifications. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's just, does isn't that kind of the the issue all the way around the board still is mm-hmm. if you reveal uh, something, then they may not hire you or they may treat you differently. If you don't reveal it, then they're going to think you're not up to the task. You know, there's there's just so many equations here that oh, it's so difficult. 
it, it, I like that comparison to being around the board. It, it, it feels like a really bad game of Monopoly. <laughs> well, it, it really is a bad game of Monopoly. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, it just feels like there's no winning here because you're either, as soon as you're labeled different, in any way, shape, or form, you're a different culture, you're a different color, you're, you're, your mind thinks differently. Something is different about you than whatever the current society that you're living in has set up as a standard norm. You have the wrong religion, you have the wrong, you know, you eat the mm-hmm. wrong food, whatever it is, um, you get labeled and then you become the other. And then there is suspicion and fear and then control takes over and things go awry. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and mixed in with, with all of that, then of course is just some mom stuff. Right. So like you've got this whole big wad and then on top of it, just the regular old mom issues like I wish that you would be excited about Easter dinner. Or you that like, you wouldn't put your socks in the middle of the room. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like legit. I'd be yeah. like so yeah. thrilled if um, I was so excited because um, my son cleaned his uh, room. Un, unasked wow. in, including vacuuming and it looks spectacular wow. um i called it vacuuming 23 years in the making <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were going to say the easter miracle <laughs> oh my god yes he is risen indeed oh hallelujah <laughs> you are not wrong and i don't know like do i get to be excited about that i think so I think you do. I mean, yeah. it's all, well, here's the other thing here. We're living in our own little worlds here with our small victories and our silent wishes and our not so silent wishes. But then now, you know, getting back to where we started with this, you're talking about other people coming into this situation and taking control over that situation and imposing their own set of of criteria on the on the situation and taking control and that's scary oh and it is it is all still about controlling the naming and the and oh that's so true Mm -hmm. so so it's trying to guide action based on personal feelings about how you how you think the direction should be going for a large group of individuals. Absolutely. So, so when you tell people you have to be, you know, you're being ableist and you are da 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 you are asserting that you would like this situation to go differently. Right, right. Her, and, and, and I do not mean that critically. Like, yes, 8 million things need to be happening. Uh, <laughs> to treat people as having advocacy for themselves um no 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 question about that um the the question for me is um what is my responsibility uh as a parent to stand back and say we need to we need to weigh how these uh definitions serve our family yeah yeah um or don't like I guess you know I guess like also there's just a point at which 
advocacy with with in my totally just my personal world advocacy in our family would have to be driven by one of the more neurotypical people in the family uh-huh. because there is no interest zero big zero interest um in advocacy or disability rights or anything by by the person who has been labeled in our family right 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 absolutely so uh, wow yeah as we sit in silence. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is this has just been a hard, hard, um, hard conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but let's start with not shooting people with autism because you don't understand their behavior. That's a great idea. And let's obviously, just, let's just all agree on that. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> start there. <laughs> let's not shoot people when they're down anyway. Isn't that even an expression? Yeah, let's don't let's shoot people let's, when they're down. Let's not shoot people when they're, when they're down. Yes. Um, Then let's take a second, third, fifth, 28th look at the situation before we impose violence on anyone of color. Right. Let's, let's, let's hold ourselves to a better standard. Let's do that. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and, and, and assert control in that situation. Let's just stop that shit. Let's stop right. that shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. There we go. I got those yeah. two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm going to move gradually and carefully into the fact that as a historian, I know these terms are just going to keep changing and um, that there is no point in trying to come up with the right one right. and just figure that 20 somethings love to name stuff. Okay. All and right. I'm going to, I'm going to look at their actions and try to support them in their mm-hmm. uh, advocacy mm-hmm. and not quibble with them <laughs> okay okay uh-huh uh-huh no that's good yeah that's cause, good we don't because it turns with... out I, I now use the word microaggression as though it's you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 so there's that um yeah. we used to just call that being mean and it was also bad mm. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you know so yeah. so um uh but but as a person who um is always trying to bring attention to things. Um, I understand, you know, yeah. we have the need to need to brand suffering yeah. because otherwise people don't recognize it in our consumer society. Right, no, that's very so, true. There's that. Hey, I have, um, I have uh, a, a small reading. Oh, good. Like um, it's, it's from Small Wonder, okay. which is by Barbara Kingsolver. Do you, did you read Barbara Kingsolver at all? No. Really? You know, when you're done producing your 8 million videos a week yeah. and trying to make a living um, yeah. online and be a mother and a wife and recover, <laughs> and, oh yeah, and have brain surgery and stuff, when you're done with that, yeah. if you were Barbara Kingsolver, I would be very pleased. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> she's, she's most famous, I would say, um, for her uh, fiction that is just beyond um I'd, I'd put her up with Toni Morrison think she's okay. she's spectacular uh Poisonwood Bible is one of my favorite books of all time mm-hmm. uh, which you would love it takes place um in Africa and it's it's uh missionaries and then this whole bunch of stuff goes awry and um it's it's so powerfully written you would enjoy this um but she also writes a lot of uh essays on um science and uh, birds and and such she's she's um 
she's what I would call a thoughtful naturalist. Okay. Um, and, and, in her, in her writing. So um, this is in an essay called Lily's Chickens. And she says, our quest is only to be thoughtful and simplify our needs step by step. She's talking about being environmentally aware in, in this one. In the way of imported goods, I try to stick to non-perishables that are less fuel costly to ship. Rice, flour, and coffee are a good example. Just as simply as I could buy coffee and spices from the grocery, I can order them through a collective in Fort Wayne, Indiana, that gives my money directly to cooperative farmers in Africa and Central America who are growing these crops without damaging their tropical habitat. We struggled with the notion of giving up coffee altogether until we learned from ornithologist friends who study migratory birds being lost to habitat destruction that there's a coffee cultivation practice that helps rather than hurts. Any coffee labeled shade grown, now available in most American markets, was grown under rainforest canopy on a farm that is holding a piece of jungle intact, providing subsistence for its human inhabitants and its birds. I understand the power implicit in these choices. That I have such choices at all is a phenomenal privilege in a world where so many go hungry, even as our nation uses food as a political weapon embargoing grain shipments to places such as Nicaragua and Iraq. I find both security and humility in feeding myself as best I can and learning to live within the constraints of my climates and seasons. And, and the reason I wanted to read that today was because we are privileged, you and I. Mm -hmm. And we do get to make complex choices mm -hmm. about what we consume and how we consume. And one of the things that we consume is our thoughts and media. Mm -hmm. and, and so I think that there is an important part of this life that we're leading as moms unpacking autism that is about the intellectual feast Mm -hmm. you know what we're going to choose to dine on and 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 how we're going how we're going to go about uh what we consume right and yeah. and now you've added to my thinking today that I also need to think about what is it I'm trying to control and mm -hmm. and who's trying to control uh you know the life experience of my son who's controlling the narrative yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and and uh, and give that some some time and energy. Mm -hmm. Wow! That and 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 try to stay awake after working for a church for Easter. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I know that they don't see the toothpicks in your eyelids, but I do. <laughs> so, oh, you know, and then and then of course part of the joke of that is you know Easter truly really Easter week. Right. Uh -huh. So we're still in the octave of Easter. So like legitimately Easter is not over. Um, it's just the, the uh, people's idea that they need 45 activities to do on any given day. Right. That's over. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So next on my list is napping. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm well, so glad I get to talk to you. I am too. I love it. I really missed it last week.
Me too. Me too. We didn't get it together. It was sorry. I got buried. No, no, no. You were, you were ready early in the morning and I was sleeping. I don't know. And then, but then after that, legitimately, that was it. That was it. Like I I looked at like my text, like three days later, I was like, well, okay. I still don't have any time. (laughs) (laughs) I would just sort of fall into bed and get up. I'd be up at four, like, or five during the next day. I was like, I just gotta keep going. <laughs> so, <laughs> so legit, I texted you the minute I could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I have total faith that you did. <laughs> it was just a week later. That's yes. No, we, we, you know, we, uh, we live in grace in our relationship and in That's our true. recording. And you That's know, true. <laughs> we don't expect anything of each other. We, we, we it's take what we could get, and you know, we give what we can, and that's all we can do. And leave the rest. Okay. The rest. Well, hey, let's try and talk next week. Let's try it. Okay. <laughs> this was great, Stacy. Wonderful. Oh, talking it was great to talk to you too. Yeah. And all you okay. in, in podcast land, have a good week. Hang tough. Yep. <laughs> Bye-bye.